Good afternoon, Ben. Good afternoon, everybody. I'm a guy with a camera here. If you die, can I have your car? Sweet. <laughs> Curious rambling. <laughs> so, welcome, Ben. Back in Double View Town. I'm gonna have to start getting a fuel subsidy, I think, <laughs> from this podcast. Ah, thank you, Albert. How are you? Yeah, doing well. How are you? I'm okay, thanks. You're dressed to impress? Well, yeah, no, because everyone keeps commenting on my shirt, so I just <laughs> thought I'd mix it up a little bit. I haven't seen you wear that shirt before. Have you got four of them as well? No, I have two of them. One blue and one black, though. So <laughs> I'm always about the, uh, a the man deals. Of, a man of variations, eh? I'm all about the deals. Buy one, get one free, come at me. <laughs> How's your week been? My week has been, let's see, boring. Boring. Is what I've got. So I've got work, gym, cook dinner, YouTube, bed. Repeat. That's my, okay. That's my week. Yeah. Are you watching anything particular on YouTube? Whatever the YouTube gods <laughs> say that I should watch, then I watch it. Yeah. Okay. So something that I did do really enjoy watching is uh, horse shoeing, like far farriers. I think they're pronounced. Right. So they like clean the horse hoof and they trim it. It's really sort of like ASMR. It's really it's really good to watch. It's just a, a nice freshly cleaned hoof. Oh, that's something we learn something new about you every time we do a podcast, don't we? Yeah. What have you been up to? I haven't had the most exciting week. What I have been up to, I started editing Sir Fury 2. Oh, yes. Is that two weeks' time? In about two weeks' time. So I've gone through all the footage that I've got, mm -hmm. marked it up, I've renamed them. So when the GoPro records it, or the drone, it will say, you know, G-O-P-R-O-1146. So I've now renamed it to... 1147. So what's happening? So name oh, okay. of rider and yep. what they're doing. Mm -hmm. So that was, there's some good clips in there. Unfortunately, your clips aren't the greatest. You've been missing in action over the winter season. So I've only got, don't have that many of you. Oh, that's okay. It's fine. So I think we're going to need a big season from you next year. Big summer season. Oh, we'll see if there's waves. Yeah, there's been no waves of late. I have no. been checking because I've been interested in coming out. But... Yeah. But apart from that, what else have I done? Oh, thanks for booking the go-karts. I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, that should be fun. When was the last time you went go-karting? I've never been go-karting. Or when I say never been go-karting, do bumper cars count? I would say sort of. Sort of, okay. Yeah, sort of. Because so, this is indoor yeah. go-karts as well. And you're proposing a couple of drinks beforehand. Yeah, just a couple of beers because... Are we allowed to... Rock up and... Yeah, they don't breathalyze. As long as we're not rocking up like... <laughs> I got breathalyzed today, actually. Did you? Yeah. As long as we're not rocking up, stumbling around, I think we're good. I asked one of the guys who's been before if they breathalyze you. He said yeah. no. So maybe just have, you know, one or two beers just to loosen up the inhibitions. Yeah. It's always a good idea to do that before you drive. Yeah, true. Um, pretty sure Nigel Mansell used to do that. <laughs> so I sent you a link to... It was a Facebook post about AR lenses. Did you see that? Augmented reality lenses? Yeah. Oh, I don't think so. I may have just... <laughs> it's actually funny because I used, I used a Oculus VR yesterday. Oculus Rift. Oh, whereabouts? Um, Brett's place, mate's place. Okay. Uh, he came around yesterday. He was in Joondalup. Yeah. And he was. He just messaged me and said, oh, I'm in Joondalup. Do you want to have a demand for coming around? And I said, yep, come around for a couple of beers. Yeah. And then a couple of beers turned into... We went out and into... Chewett Hill and kept drinking all night. Chewett Hill? Yeah, because he lives in Chewett Hill. Ah, okay. Yeah, so we went, <laughs> yeah, so we went back to his place and then just kept drinking and then went back to his house and got me on the VR. Yeah. So, man, that was so cool playing um, 
Beat Saber. I'm not sure if you've seen it. It's nah. just like, yeah, lightsabers and yeah, it's, like, it's all like Guitar Hero, but yeah. lightsabers, yeah. So it's fun? Yeah, yeah, really good. So that's VR or AR? That's VR. Okay. Yeah, so you're talking about augmented reality. Oh, yeah. is that the, the, the pupil um, yeah. contact lens type yeah, thing? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So I read about that this week. It's pretty interesting. It looks like a contact lens yeah. slash like a chip. It mm. looks pretty weird. If yeah. you wear them, you're almost people probably thinking, is that a robot or what's going on there? So what does it allow you to see? Just like It allows you, instead of wearing the big goggles, yeah. you then, so the AR stuff, so your environment with added okay. with things added on top, so layers of, of content and visuals and things like yeah. that. Plus it allows you to have superhuman eyesight. Oh, that is so what that means is if you're looking at say a tree there's a bird in a tree say 50 meters away you can maybe make out that there's a, a type of bird maybe oh, it's okay. a crow so you, can zoom in. you can zoom in yeah and it will tell you about the about the species of bird i don't think so but it oh. will zoom in so it's almost like you're you've got a you've got binoculars okay well that's going to be coming handy for peeping toms and such <laughs> <laughs> yeah so it didn't elaborate too much but they were the two things obviously yeah. like the ar stuff yeah. that, that you use your phones mm. or i think there's there's glasses as well plus improved eyesight that oh man that'd be wicked although because <laughs> uh actually a friend of mine's got the ray-ban sunglasses that have the built-in camera yeah so he was yeah he's sitting there showing me taking photos and, and recording video just with his through his glasses is that good it was actually yeah it was the same quality as you sort of as your, as your phone would be. So it connects to your phone? Yep, so you take all the photos and they're stored, I guess, on a s small amount of internal memory and yeah. then you can uh, download it to your phone uh, via Bluetooth. How much, how much are these glasses? I'm not sure. They're only available, I don't think they're available in Australia at the moment. They might only be available in, in Europe, so, Italy. Okay. Uh, or the UK, actually I think it was in the UK when you got them. That's awesome. Yeah, really cool, but again, can be misused so wait a minute these ray-bans they're sunglasses yep. or sunnies oh. yeah I, mean, okay. I think they do uh prescription ones as well because yeah. you just you know all the difference is the lens but the ones he had were sunnies wonder if there's any long-term effects so i guess they haven't probably done long-term testing how do you mean sorry well having electronical what, electronical electronic <laughs> having digital glasses and yeah having a camera on them yeah so close to your eye uh, who knows, we're cooked anyway with all the 5G. So, <laughs> speaking of 5G, COVID is coming back by the sounds it's of it. It's coming back. Yeah. Welcome back. Back in time for Christmas time. Looking forward to it. I have pretty much ignored it the last three, four months, yeah. Yeah, um, everyone else is ignoring it, but I think the media is starting to, to ramp up, run out of stuff to media on. And yeah. yeah, so you know, we'll see what happens, but hopefully it doesn't go out of control and ruin Christmas. And the new year period. Yeah. Well, you, you've got your Bali trip in January. I've got my Swiss trip next month. Yes. As long as I can get over there. Yeah. I've got the world's longest flight there, so hopefully I can... Oh, that's right. You're stopping off in seven different countries, aren't yeah, you? Yeah, exactly. It's a round-the-world trip. Yeah. So I'm not looking forward to that. That would be... That would be shit. Hopefully it's just a... They're making a mountain out of a molehill here. If it starts warming up, if we get some consistent 30-degree weather plus, that would help. Because the spread. virus doesn't know yeah. the virus doesn't like warmth as much as cold. Oh, okay. Is that science or is that? It's science. Yeah. It's science. It's science. Okay. Trust me. Have you had the fourth vax? No, have you? No, uh, I didn't get it. I was going to, but then I got sick, and then you have to wait three months. So can't be bothered now. Yeah, I probably will maybe get it just before I fly. Yeah. So maybe a week before. Have you noticed that the Chicago Bulls emblem? 
when yeah. turned upside down, looks like a robot having sex with a crab. Shiny. <laughs> it does. <laughs> Who told you that? Um, I think Lorenzo mentioned it when I... Oh, because I was at work and I, I saw a cup holder that was upside down and it looked like a crocodile sticking its head out of the table. And then <laughs> I sent that to him. I sent it to him. He's like, oh, this reminds me of the Chicago Bulls thing. <laughs> so, exactly. Well, yeah. talking about sport, I know you, you don't really follow up too much, but I've been watching the rugby league. I actually didn't watch the latest two games over the weekend. Wait, is that a watched, thing? Yeah, watch the highlights. So by the time this podcast airs, we'll have a winner, I believe, in the World Cup. So Australia beat New Zealand in a tight game. Yes. And Samoa beat England. So it's Australia that's smaller. Yeah. Is there some chance that it could get rained out or something? Or is that the cricket? That's what the cricket. The T21? Yeah, that's the T21. Yeah, okay. So with the rugby league, Samoa actually lost their first game to England, 66. Holy Christ. So they were tipped to be quite good. Yeah. And then once they got flogged by England, mm. people were starting to think, oh, maybe they're not really the real deal. So I think they were expecting a pretty tough and competitive game. Mm. But what a comeback to lose the first game 60-6 and then beat them 27-26. Yeah, that's, so that's fantastic. Australia versus Samoa. So by the time it's airs, I was thinking England were going to win. They were looking like the strongest team. But now I think Australia will dispose of Samoa. When was the last time Australia won a Rugby League World Cup? They've won the last two. Oh, really? Yeah, they win. All they've the been in the, I think, 15 finals and won about... 12 times. Oh, okay, so it's not like the union where we're not very great. No, talking about the union. Did yeah. you see that debacle yesterday? No, it's again sport. Australia uh, lost for the first time against Italy. Oh, really? Italy, eh? Yeah. Look out, we might start just playing really good at soccer. <laughs> <laughs> so I reckon, how about we try a beer? I'm pretty thirsty. Okay, let me get one. All right, we're back. So we're back and we, we don't have Heineken, we don't have Melbourne Bitter or Guinness. Or Guinness. So what we have here is from Heroes and Villains. They're a brewery in Osmond Park, so very local, mm. around the corner from here. Yep. They have a nice beer which is in front of us. I'm thinking it's going to be nice. It's called Attention Seeker. It's a tropical hazy, mm-hmm. 5% alcohol. And the IBU for this one, I reached out to them as well. Did 35. You? Oh, so you actually email these people and ask what their IBU Just is? Just on Instagram, I sent them oh, a message. Okay. When they, they didn't have that much info on their website, so not that much technical info. Okay. So pretty cool label. They're, they're called Heroes and Villains. They've got the Heroes as sort of their standard range, while their Villains range is limited edition. Okay. Cool. Seasonal I mean... stuff. So let's have a try. Golden hazy spotlights and juicy fresh aroma. Viva. Viva. <laughs> Put it in the freezer too. It's really cold. It's, it's really nice, actually. I like it. It's very easy to drink. Yeah, so they reckon the aroma, or the, the flavours that you get are pineapple, strawberry, and passion fruit. Mmm. Pineapple, strawberry, and passion fruit. Yeah. Are you getting that? It's just ice cold, isn't it? It's so ice cold. Is it too cold? Maybe it's too cold. It's dulling the, uh, the fruit flavours. Are you getting any of the aforementioned fruits? No. No. It's definitely a hazy though. Yeah. It's, I mean, I'm enjoying it. Cool. Yeah, very good. 
winner. So what are we doing now? Well, I reckon we should call our next guest because it's going to take us probably seven minutes to sort <laughs> the sound. Yep. Our next guest is... A crying baby. Is a crying baby. <laughs> <laughs> so our next guest is Kelly. Kelly is from Perth. She now lives in Bristol. Mm-hmm. She is involved in a lot of environmental and conservation projects. Yes. And she also ran a polar marathon. So I'm looking forward to this chat. Yeah. She's a really interesting person who does so much, so many projects and cool stuff. So looking forward to hearing more about them. Mm-hmm. Let's do it. Hello. 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 <laughs> Hi. How are you? I was like, good morning. Yeah, good, thanks. We're Can you hear me okay? Yeah, really yeah. well. We've, we've just hit a new low in our podcasting. <laughs> uh, we're in Ben's car because <laughs> the speaker won't work in our... So Ben forgot his speaker. So then we're trying to get yeah. my speaker to work and it only connects to music, not phone calls. So then we tried oh. doing... <laughs> a speakerphone on our phone testing and it wasn't loud enough or the quality was bad and then Ben's like maybe we oh, just dear. should hop in the car and, re- and do the podcast from the car so right. we're in my car but I reckon like audio quality this might be the new place we record eh? yeah <laughs> oh, awesome so, wow made it in the end <laughs> yeah thanks for joining us that's no, right. and apologies for the delay Oh, that's right. These things happen. It meant I got some housework done while I was waiting. That's all right. <laughs> cool. So, how's life in Bristol? Yeah, it's good. It's still quite warm here. I'm waiting for, like, the frost to start, but it's... I was out in a t-shirt yesterday. Really? It's like mid-November. Because... Yeah, I know. That's weird, because over here it's, I guess, the same but opposite, because we've got... I'm wearing jumpers and track pants because it's still like 18, 19 degrees some days. It's ridiculous. Freezing. Yeah. <laughs> Do you still- yeah, it's funny. I mean, it's about 16 here yesterday, so, but it was sunny and quite warm. And it's like humid here, so I think it's different anyway. But. <laughs> Does, um, do you still have that fox that comes and visits you? I uh, haven't seen it for a while, but I can smell it. Oh. <laughs> so I know it's around. So that was going to be my next question, talking about animals, is you're involved in quite a few projects or conservation projects with animals. Could you tell us about some of the ones that you're involved in? Yeah, um, so the one I'm probably involved in the most is the Wiltshire Bat Group. So I'm on the committee there, I'm the events officer. So I arrange a lot of the talks and um, did some bat walk training this year. So took out some of our newer members, taught them how to... Uh, use bat detectors and how to kind of lead groups around and and listen for bats so did that and then we do certain things like trapping bats and recording their weight and seeing what species we've got in an area and yeah there's just like lots going on so getting involved with that really um I'm trying so over here you've got different like licenses that you need to get for protected species Mm -hmm. so bats is one of them We've got uh, 18 species of bats over here, and they're all protected by law. 18? So to be able to handle Yeah, I know. Do you know what? <laughs> so there's, 90, there's 90 species of bats in Australia. So Australia does have more bats. But the southwest of WA only has nine species of bats. 
to Bristol where I am now, we've actually got more species of bats than what you have over in the southwest of Western Australia, which Jeez. I thought was pretty crazy. Yeah, yeah. So. <laughs> wow, like, I even thought yeah. nine sounded like quite a bit just for the southwest. Maybe I'm comparing it to, um, to other species, but yeah, what, so 18, did you say? Yeah, 18 species in the UK. Wow. Um, so around Bristol, we've got probably about 19 species. Um, and in Wiltshire, we have probably most of them. I think we're up to 16 species. Okay. Um, so, yeah, quite a lot. Uh, the southwest of, or the south, I guess, of England um, tends to be where you get the most species of bats, um, usually because it's warmer and some bat species migrate as well. So we get some that migrate over from... Europe at different times of the year um, so yeah there's lots of different research projects going on over here that you can get involved in um, usually targeting different species some of the rarer species and things like that some of the species that migrate what like movements they or what kind of routes they take and yeah. um, also with climate change as well um, I'm arranging a talk for the group when's that the end of this uh, end of this month and it's all on um how bats are i don't know if you've heard of ecosystem services so it's basically where animals can provide some kind of service to us so in this case it's pest control so how bats could be used as pest control for like agriculture um is, ma is mainly what she's looking at so we've got to talk about that later this month that's going to be pretty interesting so yes yeah, i don't know it's just when she start I don't know, digging into the world of bats, you're like, oh, there's all this stuff I didn't realise. There's so many bats, and it's, yeah. Um, so I could talk about this for ages. I'm yeah. sure that's not what you... Yeah. Well, how did you, <laughs> like, why bat? How did you get into bats? Like, what was the, where did the interest come from? Uh, so in Bristol, there's the Bristol Bat Rescue, and they did a talk at, you'll probably find this funny, but they did a talk at our local craft um, kind of brewery when we were living in a different area actually, fish ponds. So we went down there and they had all these rescue bats and all this information on bats and I was like, oh wow, we've got all these different bats around Bristol, that's so cool. And I don't know, I guess that's kind of how I got involved in it because then you start like reading into it a bit more and now with my job I do a bit, quite a bit of bat work at, with my job as well. So earlier this year we were doing radio tracking of bats so we attached little um, radio trackers to the backs of bats and then we followed them around <laughs> for like two <laughs> weeks to see where they went to kind of suss out like their commuting, their foraging yeah. ranges um, and also their roosts as well. And this is in Essex, so the other side of England, and we managed to locate a few um, maternity roosts of this quite rare bat called a barbastel bat that's one of my favorite bats it's quite a cute little bat and we managed to find these maternity roosts for them which is amazing uh so that was really cool uh, to see and be a part of so i don't know it's just one of those things i think once you get started you just end up going down a bit of a rabbit hole down and a bat hole. End up <laughs> a bat hole. <laughs> so bees and bats bees and bats yeah <laughs> <laughs> So you're studying and monitoring a lot of bat species. Uh, I assume that many of them are um, are threatened and declining in population. Yeah. So um, you you might have heard of the red list. So it kind of um, 
gives lots of different species kind of a level yeah. uh, which indicates whether they're on decline or not. And um, we've got quite a few of ours that are on the red list for England uh, and Britain. And a cut, I would say not all of them in decline. There are actually two species of bats which have shown an increase over the last, um, say, decade. But yeah, the most, mm-hmm. most of the bats are in decline and are on this red list. So either vulnerable or near threatened. Um, so it's one of the reasons why they're starting to monitor populate populations more because we can kind of track that and also find out things like where their roosting sites are, where they're mm-hmm. commuting and foraging. So then we are able to protect them or enhance them and um, things like that as well. So I've been doing a bit in the community in Bristol. This is all voluntary. Um, we've got some bat detectors and we've been putting them out in green spaces. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you said that a couple of uh, species are actually increasing in numbers and you're monitoring the other ones. Um, maybe it's a little bit ignorant for me to ask, but like in Australia, there's lots of land clearing happening. And when you hear news or, or, or when you look into different species that are declining in population, it's quite often land clearing, I think is sort of a big... Um, a big issue for species and the decline in the UK is there still much land clearing happening or, or are there other factors that contribute to the decline? Yes there's still a lot of land clearing it's all down to habitat loss so yep. um, for example in Bristol we're very fortunate we have a lot of green spaces uh, lots of old trees that have been kept um, however a lot of these places are kind of proposed to be developed on to build housing so yep. that habitat could potentially be lost and you're not just use, losing the mm. habitat I guess you're losing the connectivity to other habitats as well so yeah it is it is similar um all habitat loss and we don't have as much habitat over here because we're a lot smaller yeah so um yeah fortunately there, there are some things that you can do and there are some bat species that actually thrive around urban habitats. So we've got a bat over here called the common pipistrelle. They tend to do really well in urban habitats. Um, I don't know if it's because of lack of competition with other bat species. I'm sure that's something to do with it. Mm-hmm. But they're also less um, affected by things like light pollution. Um, there's some bats that really hate light, so they'll avoid areas of light. Mm-hmm. Um, and things like that as well and then other bats that specialize in woodland habitats so if you remove the woodlands they're not going to have anywhere to go Um, so yeah very very similar development (laughs) yeah a bit of a problem everywhere I think yeah I think so what would you say is for the everyday person what can what can they do to help the people with houses or people who live in apartments is there anything that that people can do yeah so it's um so in southwest western australia um you've got very similar bats to what you have over in the uk so they're the bats that eat lots of insects so anything that can increase insect populations will also be great for bats as well so putting in things like um native plants that produce lots of pollen Mm -hmm. um and creating like quite a biodiverse area so lots of different species of different plants uh, flowering plants would be great also plants that um attract evening insects so um things like moths or any insects that come out in the evening they're the ones that bats are mostly going to be foraging on so anything like that even if it's just a window box um and putting some plants in that that's going to help as well because that's going to help um increase insect populations other things you can do is um 
kind of put up things like bat boxes so you can have bat boxes on the side of your house um there's some guidance it would actually be applicable um to australia as well just yeah. guidance on where you can put these bat boxes and things like that so that's something you can do and also get involved with if there's any bat walks or any conservation uh in the uk we've got lots of different bat groups so you can mm. get involved with those yeah. i'm not as sure about in australia but yeah, yeah that i'm sure there's things around that you can get involved in yeah uh, that's one of those animals where people are are sometimes not so affectionate towards as in you know like yeah. there's these animal species where they're very helpful they have a role to play like all um, animals that are natural to their environment but uh, that's sort of one of those where people sort of oh well you know they're not super favorable i guess people think oh bats and diseases and the scary type things like, like that is rodents. that yeah, is that true do you think yeah there is a lot of um Lots of like rumors and things that aren't true about bats, yeah. um, and things like I've heard people say I don't like bats because I'm scared they're going to get stuck in my hair and things like that. <laughs> it's all like kind of <laughs> it's not the truth. Bats are actually um, have something they use something called echolocation, or the bats that we have over here, and also the bats that you'll have in Perth. They use something called echolocation, so they use this to help them navigate and they use it amazingly so they're not going to get stuck in your hair if anything they're going to be picking up the mosquitoes that are flying around you so you're less likely to need insect repellent and stuff like that so if you've got bats flying around it's actually a really good thing but people don't know that so it's trying to raise that awareness um that bats aren't scary a lot of people think bats are really big as well and and I think associated with things like I know horror movies and things like that and that's really true and the bats that you have in Perth are actually really small. Um, they're quite, like, you can fit them in the palm of your hand when their wings are all tucked in. So they're not really that scary. They're quite cute and fluffy. Yeah. Um, they all have teeth because they'll eat things like beetles, so they need to chomp through the beetles. But it's not anything that's going to really hurt you. So, um, yeah, but you are right. A lot of people kind of are scared of bats. And I think it's because... You're scared of what you don't understand, so just yeah. raising the awareness why they're cool is quite good. I guess yeah, we're not really on their radar, are we? So you don't have to worry about them. They can probably, if anything, probably try and avoid humans, right? Yeah, in most cases, yeah. I mean, I have been out. Most people, I guess, don't go out in the evenings as well when they're flying around and where they're going to be foraging. But if you mm. do go out for an, like a night walk, you probably will see them flying around. Yeah. But they're not going to cause you any harm like yep. i said they'll probably be eating mosquitoes flying around so probably actually do some good <laughs> yeah yeah that's sort of um here i guess in where i live I, there's lots of spiders i have around and i always try to make sure that i capture them and then put them outside because for the bats <laughs> for the bats so, no, you're, in, so you're indirect just, <laughs> just because we've got lots of like mosquitoes and flies and i just yeah. think um prefer not to use too much repellent and things like that I, I like to just sort of keep spiders around because they help yeah they eat yeah. sort of mosquitoes yeah. <laughs> ben's ben's looking at me now thinking, no, yeah. no but i try and do that even um even redbacks i've had a few inside and i, I try and relocate them if i can mm. but um yeah they're sort of also another animal which i think they get a bit of a bad rep and people just kill them mm. yeah no you're completely right yeah yeah are there any other animal projects that you're involved um, in? I think I saw maybe otters. That's also something else that, that you do. 
Yeah, so in Bristol we've got um, a group called the Greater Bristol Otter Group, <laughs> and they were set up. So, so in the seventies over here, otters were in a massive decline. I'm losing my voice a little bit. <clears throat> they were in a massive decline because they were using pesticides um, and some really horrible chemicals that were getting into the waterways, and the waterways really were in decline and basically killing everything off. And otters are a key indicator species. So what they do is they give you an idea of how good a habitat is. Um, so they started monitoring otters a lot more. And otters have actually uh, increased in population in the last like 30, 40 years, which is great. And the waterways over here have also improved, which is great. They're still not great uh, compared to probably the waterways in Australia, um, <laughs> but they're, they're improving. So yeah, I'm I just help the group, we go out, we monitor otters, we look for signs. Usually that involves looking for otter spray, which is um, otter poo, because it's very yeah. a distinct type of poo. <laughs> <laughs> Looks different to anything else. Smells a bit like jasmine tea. <laughs> so, uh -huh. Nice. Uh, <laughs> Won't be drinking jasmine tea anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, and I try and um, take out people in the community as well, because the more people that are looking out for these signs, um, the more people are reporting them and it's just yeah it's a nice way to get the community involved as well because a lot of people don't realize that we have otters especially in the city because you don't think of having something i think people think otters are quite exotic yeah so when they find out <laughs> you've got one in the river just next to your house people get really excited yeah. about it um and so they should it's something to be really proud of so yeah that's something I do as well. I'm actually doing an otter survey this afternoon. I'm dragging Michael along. So. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, nice. I think uh, I, I see you. Um, were you nominated for some award recently? BBC Conservation Award? Oh, yeah. Yeah? <laughs> yeah. Um, my friend, so my friend owns this farm and we've been doing some conservation work on this farm. Um, the farm is the last working farm in Bristol and it's surrounded by quite a lot of green area. But they are wanting to build houses on this big green area. So we've mm. been doing lots of like bat surveys, otter surveys. What else have we done there? Um, harvest mice surveys, door mice, um, just basically anything we can find, which is mm. recording and trying to get the community involved with that as well. So bless her, she nominated me for this BBC um, award and I was like one of the finalists. So that was really nice. Yeah. Um, I think she said, the nomination was for like engaging the community in conservation work so oh, cool that's awesome yeah nice. that's nice to be recognized for yeah it was a real surprise yeah and i didn't know for ages who nominated me so everyone i was just like did you nominate me and what did you nominate me for <laughs> so yeah. good that's cool. Pretty cool and um michael's told me a few things some plans and ideas next year some travel plans is there anything you can tell us about any cool projects you're doing next year. He mentioned something maybe about Africa. Oh, yeah. We, do you know what? We don't know what we're doing next year yet. Okay. Um, we've talked about a few different things because like, there's lots of really cool research like all over the world. And there was one in Malawi that I was looking at um, getting involved in. And that yeah. was radio tracking bats over there. And they also do a lot of conservation work and engaging um, the community um trying to get the community I guess trained up and yep. to get them to see the benefit of bats as well um, so that was something that we looked into, into doing but we also haven't been back to Australia for like years mm. so 
we were maybe looking at that. <laughs> and last time, last time you were here, you were here in June, so it wasn't so rainy and and cold. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, I've started looking into lots of bat things in Australia, I guess, as well. So I'm kind of about what I can do over there. And there is, I haven't been able to find too much in Perth. So if anyone does know of any bat stuff that I can get involved in in Perth, that'd be cool. We had... Um, but yeah, there's... Oh, you can tell me there is. Oh, no, no. Um, we had a guy oh. called um, Gary on the podcast. I think it was episode... Gary Oxen. Yeah, Gary Oxen, yep. 11 or 12 episode. But he, he's I, not so much now, but he was involved in a lot of conservation and um, he posts a lot of things. So Oggy's brother, Daniel Oxen's brother. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. I can reach out to him and just see if he knows anything because he would definitely be aware of, of those types of projects. Mm. Yeah, cool. Yeah, that would be good. Because, yeah, I haven't found too much online, but then yeah. not everything's online. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Uh, you like to travel. Um, I like to travel. I like sport. You like sport. You did a, a polar marathon a couple of years ago. I really wanted to yeah. ask you about this. I think I've we've spoken about it briefly in the past, but not in great depth. So when was this polar marathon and how long was it? Uh, so it was, oh, what year was it? 2018, and it was in October sometime. Mm. And it was, so I did, I just hadn't planned to do this, but I ended up doing what they call the Polar Challenge. And you do yep. a half marathon one day, and then the oh. next day you do a full marathon. Yeah. Um, I was just going to do the full marathon, but then I got there and started talking to other people, and we decided it would be great to just sign up and do both. So we ended up doing both, which was amazing. It was very sore. Couldn't walk for several days afterwards. But the oh, it's just beautiful scenery. Like, it, there was just so much to look at that, I don't know, you kind of push through the pain. Um, extremely cold. We, I had to run with crampons attached to my... Ah, uh, yeah. Um, yeah, for part of it. <laughs> Luckily, not all of it. But, um, yeah, you're actually running on part of the glacier, Um I think it was about 10 kilometers and yeah you need crampons on that because otherwise you'd be just all over the place in um, in so that, Greenland is that correct oh yeah in Greenland yeah yeah. That bit, didn't I? <laughs> yeah that's amazing so yeah. the coolest marathon on so the, on people Earth. who aren't familiar with crampons there um a lot of people use them when they're when they're hiking in in ice and stuff they sort of dig, dig into the For those like claw shoes. yeah yeah exactly yeah. that's just yeah. that's so ridiculous because <laughs> October so that's in Greenland, so Northern Hemisphere. They're coming into their into the colder months. Um, yeah. How did you prepare for that? Um, not very well. <laughs> <laughs> I think we had a really hot summer. Well, I say really hot. You know, hot for the UK. We had quite a hot summer over here, and we just had summer as well. And then you're going into winter, so it's not like you can really train that much. Um, that kind of you just don't know what to expect. I had like a face mask thing. I still got it upstairs actually. So it covers your face and it covers your mouth because one thing that I was worried about was the cold air breathing it in as you're mm. running. It's just, I don't know what it would do to your lungs and like it can it can cause things like people to have um, asthma attacks and things mm. like that just because the temperature difference. Yeah. So this mask is kind of designed to heat up the air before it reaches your lungs. So I had that. Um, but yeah, training and something like that. I went out on a few runs with that on my face. 
got a few really strange looks. <laughs> Probably thought I was a bit mad. Um, Pre-COVID, if you yeah, did it now, it'd be normal. Yeah, like, <laughs> now everyone would be like, well, yeah, that's fine, that's yeah. normal. But yeah, back then people were like, what on earth is she wearing? <laughs> um, but yeah, I found it quite hard to, to train. We did have a bit of snow in the winter before, so I got to try out the crampons a couple of times. Um, but then I had a good six-month period of not wearing them. And the ones that I've got that attach to your runners, they're metal as well, so they're quite heavy mm -hmm. um, to run in. So, yeah, it's I wouldn't say it was the easiest marathon to <laughs> trade for, but it, I'd probably prefer that to running in the Sahara Desert or something like that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wait, have you done that or not yet? No. <laughs> <laughs> That's the next one. <laughs> no. Yeah, do you know what? I had a friend that I met on this polar run, and he actually ended up doing the Sahara Desert one afterwards. And I don't think he made it. He was just, yeah, it was just too hot, and he was trying to convince me to do it. And I was like, oh, I don't know. I can't. I couldn't even train for the polar run, let alone the Sahara one. How would you train for that? Oh, when you're in Perth. After running. Just... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> True. <laughs> Did you were you able to stay a little bit and see parts of Greenland, or was it pretty much a fly in, fly out? Uh, we were there for a week. Um, oh. yeah, it was about a week, so we did get to do a few things. It was the low season, so a lot of the there's a lot of people in Greenland that only stay there for six months over winter, and then mm. they'll fly um, usually to Scandinavia, one uh, of the Scandinavian countries. Yeah. Um, so there weren't that many people in the towns, but there were quite a few things still open. And I mean, there was 400 of us there for the for the run as well. So we probably doubled the population of the time <laughs> that we were there. <laughs> were there people that didn't yeah. finish? Oh, I can't remember, to be honest. Um, I have a feeling they left it open for everyone to finish. I don't think there was okay. a cut-off time. I could be wrong, but I don't remember no one finishing. Um yeah, okay. I'm not sure. Can't how long, remember. How long did it take you to do the, because uh, it's 42Ks for a marathon, is it? Yeah, so it wasn't my fastest. I did it four <laughs> and a half hours. Um, I came fourth in the women's. Oh, so. <laughs> nice. Um, and if I knew that, I probably would have pushed myself a bit harder <laughs> <Yeah>. to, to <laughs> go, go for third so I made podium, because I don't think that's ever going to happen again. But it was just so beautiful. You stop at, um, they have like, different i don't know if you've done a run before but you usually have like rest points along the way and they usually give you water yeah. and they had like hot drinks for you along this one instead and it was just so nice to stop and like have a drink and like chat to the people there and like yep. take in the view and now i'm like oh, i shouldn't have done that she just pushed on through <laughs> <laughs> got first place Oh, yeah, I don't know about that. The person that got first place, she was actually a local, um, for, this is for the females, she was a local person. She was shorter than me. She was really short. Um, and she just, she just smashed it. She was like first by like over an hour. Oh, like, wow. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Jeez. Yeah. Really amazing. Um, I guess she's got the right, she's in the right place to train for it though, isn't well, she? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I can imagine. And I can imagine in those conditions that, Greenland looks so beautiful that you're just so focused mm. and did you have mm. them so was it just those moments where you had those pauses where you and after the race obviously that you could sort of appreciate the surroundings or were you able to appreciate it during the run as well during the run as well yeah. you're just surrounded by it so you just and it's so peaceful it's not like 
it's not one of the races you do like Berlin or London where there's just thousands of people around and you've got yeah. all these people shouting at you. It's kind of you and like this beautiful surrounding. So it's actually quite nice. Yeah. Um, you just kind of tune out and take it in. Um, because when you do actually meet another person as well, you end up kind of running with them for a bit. So you've got the two aspects of it. It turns out to be quite a social run because you're actually spending time. I run with this one guy from the States. The tw- of the 10 kilometers we ran together just talking <laughs> and it was like quite nice that you had that aspect of it as well and then, yeah I don't know it's quite 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 a nice run I definitely recommend it to anyone that fancies a bit of a challenge yeah uh, maybe I'll just walk 42 kilometers <laughs> <laughs> that I actually awesome. think walking would be harder though because it would take you twice as long oh. mentally that would be quite challenging right, i'll do the half marathon then <laughs> <laughs> start with that awesome yeah thanks so much for jumping on and chatting to us apologies for the sound issues we had um, <laughs> all um, the issues all the issues it's sort of a even though ben's a sound engineer um, well, we seem to have these issues we've got, every a, week. We've, got a fence, we've got a new studio now we can we, we're on the we're mobile we can podcast all over the country car ramblings <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> That should be the next one yeah. <laughs> on tour. There we go. Yeah, we just drive around. <laughs> for um, for the people listening, what's the best way to learn more about all the projects and the things that you're doing? I don't know. I'm a bit random. I don't really post <laughs> it all in one place. Um, probably just ask me. I guess. <laughs> I can. Um, <laughs> I can grab maybe after this podcast, I'll send you a message and get some of the links. Some of the um, the yeah yeah the Bristol bat. Um, and Otter one and that and I can put it in the show notes for people keen to learn more about the Greater Bristol Otter Society yeah exactly <laughs> yeah if you're ever in Bristol and you want to do anything with wildlife then I can definitely give you lots of lots of information on that so. sounds good excellent thanks heaps um, appreciate you you getting up early I know it's quite early over there there's now eight hours time difference yeah, it's not too early. 9.30 now. So. Oh, 9.30, cool. <laughs> yeah, no worries. It's been fun. Yeah, thanks nice so much. And uh, we'll uh, maybe see you in November next year. <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> Don't tell anyone. No, no. Yeah. So right. No one listens to the podcast anyway, so the secret's <laughs> between us three. <laughs> oh, cool. cool. Awesome. All right. All right, then. Thanks so much. Thanks, heaps. Bye. See ya. Bye. Cool. Should we head into the house? Yeah, I might just move the car so it doesn't like get rear-ended by someone. So do you, do you just want to hold my hold my beer? <laughs> Should we? Let's get a mobile podcast going here. All right, so we're back inside the, in the house. I'm curious to see what the uh, sound quality of the podcast in the car. Is. Yeah, that's going to be interesting. I think yeah, we'll actually do one uh, curious ramblings on tour maybe next year. <laughs> Drive around the old old haunts, the old suburbs, <laughs> and reminisce about childhood. <laughs> Sounds good. So we've got a new beer in front of us. Oh yeah, this is mine from last so week. So this is your beer. You finally let me drink it. Yeah, campus. So tell us about it. Well, I actually don't know anything about it because it was written down in my previous podcasts uh, on notes but it's a Viva Viva cheers, cheers. it's a um, a Canning Vale beer I think oh it's quite mm. it's a it's a uh, American Pale Ale 
and I'll just read off the back here. It says it's a golden hued American ale, medium body with hints of caramel, which is probably why I picked it because caramel for me is the the best thing in the world. Caramel. Caramel. Car caramel. Do I want to say caramel? Caramel. 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 Uh, balance bit. Balance bitterness and um, go to citrus pine and subtle spicy hops. What do you think? Uh, not bad. Not, not my favourite. No, it's not my favourite either. Label's interesting. Mm. Hops. It's like a. Is it like a hop person? Yeah. Like a. Imagine Benjamin Franklin, but if his mum was a hop, I think that's. Pairs well with lime, spices, beans, cheese, and avocado. Okay, I don't have any of those, but. Alright, so. Thanks, Ben. No, that's okay. Uh, what are we going to do? Do you want to do. Oh, fact or fiction? Let's do fact or fiction. We've got so much. We've still got so much of the podcast to do. Yeah. Alright, <laughs> fact or fiction? Do you have yours? Yes. How many do you have? 17. Okay, cool. That's good because I only have 16. Uh, how many do you have? Three. Three, I've got three. Do you want to start? Yep. All right, go. In the in Ghost. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, I'm joking. An albatross can sleep while it flies. True. Fact. Oh, why do you say that? Because I'm an avid albatross uh, enthusiast. In <laughs> fact. It's fact. Because they fly such long distances, right? Yeah. Yeah. I believe albatrosses have been out, so they don't even land... They can go up to six years or even maybe mm. longer. Yeah. I think the first six years of their life, they don't even land, so they have to shut off one part of their brain to sleep. Yeah. It's like uh, dolphins mm. that sleep. Um, yeah. yeah. Amazing. Fun Amazing fact, animals. though, albatross pairs really well with uh, citrus and lime. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, my one. Vacuum cleaners were originally invented to suck babies out during labour. Fiction. It's fiction. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it is fiction. There is something that was in, invented for to assist with labor. I can't remember what it, what it was. That probably one clean before like, cleaning would have been cleaning. What it would have happened before that, like babies. Oh yeah, no, they were actually invented for cleaning. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Were, although the first ones, no, because it wouldn't be like it's invented to suck out babies. And wait a minute, <laughs> maybe they dropped it I on can, the floor <laughs> and it just like it picked up all the debris. I can clean up my house easier. Yeah, with we this. could monetize this. <laughs> Uh, the first ones were so big they had to be carried, um, like they were horse drawn, carried on carts. So there you go. Right on. Nice. Good one. My one bulls get angry when they see the colour red. Oh, that's fiction, I think. Oh, yeah. You're on it. Ben. Yeah. Well done. Yes. Well done. Yep. It's. They're. I'm not sure if they're colourblind, but they can't see red. Yeah, is it the waving of the, of the flag? Yeah, I think it's the movement of the flag. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Well done, Ben. Thank you. Smart, Albert. Ben. Uh, do lots of trivia. <laughs> uh, what have we got? Okay. A cat served as mayor of an Alaskan town for 20 years. A cat what? A cat. No, that's fiction. Was the mayor of an Alaskan town that's for fiction. 20 years. It's fiction. <laughs> no, apparently it's fact. <laughs> <laughs> apparently in 19... And again, I don't... In do 1994. Yeah, yeah. In 1901... No, I don't check any of these. I just read them one time and then just take it for gospel. <laughs> But apparently in 1997, an orange cat named Stubbs became an honorary mayor of Alaskan town of Tokinta. Oh, okay. Honorary. Honorary. So, yeah, that, I mis oh, did I you mislead you? Yes, but it's still you like mayor. Because it's like you say honorary. Yeah, you like got an honorary degree from Harvard. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, okay. Right. Okay, fair enough. Okay. I'll, uh, I'll take that. Mm -hmm. You take it. Medieval condoms were made of intestines and linen. I feel like that's fact. Yeah. Three from three, well done, Ben. Yep. I still actually buy medieval condoms. There's a store that you can go into the city. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, you don't. No, I don't, yeah. Gotta have sex to do that. <laughs> <laughs>
So <laughs> you're more likely to get a computer virus from visiting religious sites than porno sites. I'll say that's fact. Ooh, well done. Yes. According to research from Symantec, yes, religious sites carry more uh, malware threats than porno yeah. sites. I assume that, yeah, because yeah. I, I think religious sites, a lot of them, there's probably quite a few of them, maybe don't have a big budget for their websites. Yeah. So skip Although some the of the church is pretty the big things. Wealthy. Yeah, so there's obviously big yeah. churches and some with lots of money, but you'd be surprised how many crappy websites there are yeah. regardless of industry. So I think that... Yeah. So do you ever look up religious porn? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. no. Well, I've seen some crucifixions. <laughs> sure. Uh, yeah. Nice one. Very good. Well, that was good. How about we... So we've got blend, would you rather, and guess a movie. Let's do... Should we blend and then do the would you rather, rather and guess a movie? Do we have a wake-up scenario? That's me. Oh, that's you? All right. Let's do the wake-up scenario. And then a blend? Blend. Then we'll do guess a movie and wake-up. And would you uh, rather? What? Yeah. Exactly. Okay, cool. All right, so wake up scenario. Mm. Try to make this one a little bit interesting. Okay. You wake up. Toto, I have a feeling we're not in Kansas anymore. It's 1999. Mm. You find yourself walking on a bush or a forest trail for our Northern Hemisphere listeners. Suddenly, you notice a black backpack, partially visible just off the trail in high grass. You walk over and pick up the bag, open it and see that it's filled with $150 notes. Likely around a quarter of a million dollars. Now this is very specific. What do you do? High grass sounds like a, like a city or village in um, Game of Thrones, <laughs> firstly. So I picked yeah. 1999 because I think a lot of the things you do now is you hop on your phone and mm. you Google like, what yeah. can I do? So this is 1999, internet was obviously around, but yeah. no smartphones. So you, what do you do, Ben? So I find a backpack full of money yep. and there's nobody around that I can see. No one. If there was somebody around, I would probably kill them, bludgeon them <laughs> to death with a stone and then right. discard the body just so no witnesses. Okay. And then I'll take the backpack <laughs> and go and start a new life. Talking about specific. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, no, obviously I'll take the money and not tell anybody about it. Hundred dollars and fifty dollar notes. Cool. Okay. What would you do? <laughs> the same. The same. Yeah. <laughs> same thing. I think though I would take it home. The question is, would you tell anyone? Would you tell your parents? So nineteen ninety nine, depending on the listeners. So for listeners who are younger or older, maybe say you're fourteen, fifteen years old, you find this backpack, take it home. Yeah. Okay. You're pretty young. Oh, so, so I'm saying in, you're just so, gonna. So this is yeah. So I'm in high school still. Yeah, 1999. Yeah, yeah. You're not bad at maths, right? I think spelling's. So I just struggle. I figured like I'm transported back on my you know mid thirty guy now. No, no. So I'm I've got I've come home and I got a backpack yeah. and straight to my bedroom. So you wake up. So you've got your yeah. You, you've got a 37 year old mind, but you're back in your body. So it's sharp. And you're 14. Yeah. Your body's sharp. <laughs> You're looking good. Looking good, yeah. It's felt like a tiger. <laughs> okay, yeah, so, oh, so I've got to get home, and it's like, um, you know, it's 1999, I'm, what, 14 years old? Yeah. So it wouldn't be weird that I come home, go straight to the bedroom anyway, so no. mum and dad wouldn't be asking any questions. And grab then, the Kmart. Yeah, grab the, uh, the bras and things catalogue. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, I guess, where would you put it? Would you just keep it in, because, you know, mum's probably cleaning your bedrooms, like looking for drugs and stuff. 
and then she finds a backpack full of money and tissues and used <laughs> tissues yeah <laughs> actually i put the used tissues on the top so if she does open it she's like oh that's disgusting and then it doesn't look any further yeah that's the thing like it's very suspicious if you go to the bank with all that money yeah i wouldn't i had a dollar my account still i think <laughs> yeah, that time i think i would slowly deposit it each maybe once a week just over time and then use it just as, as cash probably hide it somewhere yeah at home, I'm just thinking, what? Where so it's 1999. Yeah. You've got your 37 year old brain. Yeah. How can you turn? How much money are we talking in the backpack? Do you reckon there's like a million dollars in there? Well, you probably would go and you'd bet on sports, right? 1999. Yeah, I mean, just go like a 14 year old kid rocking up to the track. You'd have to get somebody like give you <laughs> oh, money. No, you can't. Yeah. No, you'd yeah, have to give the money to someone else and be like, yeah. put the money on uh, number 16, Maccabi Diva. She's going <laughs> to do well. <laughs> yeah. I'd try and turn that money into more money. That's what I would do. I would, I would deposit it. Mm. But as a, so, 1999, do you go, you, you go and buy yourself like a PlayStation yeah. 2 or something yeah, first? and some games. And like a flat screen with TV in the bedroom and your mum's like, where did the money come from? Flat doing... screen back then, it's probably this, this 64 centimeter, <laughs> yeah. 20 CRT, kilo, yeah, big 20 CRT, kilo CRT. TV. Yeah, that's probably, yeah. So I'd probably do like some dumb 19, like kid stuff. Um, I'm a 37 year old in, in a 14. Yeah. Prostitutes, probably. As well. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Get a few high end prostitutes. <laughs> you're a bit young. No, that, no, it's fine. They would get done. Would they? Yeah, because you're. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> we spoke a lot more about that one than we have on past ones. Yeah, it's a good one. It's good. Gets the, gets the mind thinking, the cogs turning. Yeah. Cool. All right, so do you want to blend some stuff? Yeah, let's blend some stuff. So what have you got, Ben? Uh, so I've just tried to make a drinkable Mars bar. Oh, so good. <laughs> so I've just got chocolate milk, some nougat, mm -hmm. and some caramel sauce. The nougat has nuts in it, so I guess it's technically maybe a, a Snickers. Yeah. Um, but okay. I, I wanted to do like a drinkable Mars bar. Okay. That's what we're going to have. Cool. Looking forward to it. Yeah, me too. I'll be Cheers. Cheers. Just tastes like chocolate milk. Yeah. Does it need more? Now I get some nougat come through. Yeah. Needs more caramel. Maybe a little bit. Mm. I'm curious just to try some chocolate milk now and just compare. Well done, Ben. So that I made is, chocolate. Um, that blend, can you drink it? I'd say yes, you can. Yeah, of course. That's a great, you finished it. Oh, it's, it's just chocolate milk. I've made chocolate milk better. <laughs> I spent quite a long time trying to find mm. the right nougat or nougat. How do you say it? Is it nougat? nougat or nougat? Nougat. Or nougat. All right. What are we doing? Guess the movie? Guess the movie and would you rather or would you rather than guess the movie? I can guess the movie. Picture's up. Picture's up. Let's roll sound. Rolling. Rolling. Sound speeds. Camera speeds. Take two. Mark. And action. All right. Shall I play? Go on. Where do you live? In the city. Do you have a house? Apartment. On a rent? Rent. What do you do for a living? Lots of things. Where's your office? I don't have one. How come? I don't need one. Where's your wife? Don't have one. How come? It's a long story. Do you have kids? No, I don't. I know what movie it is, but I can't... <laughs> I can't... Um... Oh. Would you mind playing it for me one more time? Yeah. Hit me baby one more time. Where do you live? In the city. Do you have a house? Apartment. On a rent? Rent. 
What do you do for a living? Lots of things. Where's your office? I don't have one. How come? I don't need one. Where's your wife? Don't have one. How come? It's a long story. Do you have kids? No, I don't. God, I'm so angry at myself when you tell me what this is. Is it Dennis the Menace? No. No? What is it? Uncle Buck. Uncle Buck! Okay, cool. I don't really think, remember that. How movie. good was that sound quality? That was good, wow. So I downloaded that yeah, from okay. YouTube and put it in GarageBand and exported it. Oh, did you? It. Yeah. Wow, well done. I'm trying Usually to improve. it's sort of like... I'm trying to improve. Wow, I thought you'd get that. It was something I... You're impressively good on these guests of movies, but not yeah. that one. How many do you have? One or two? Two? Two. All right, I'll do my first one then. We've played this before, have we not? I don't know if is we have. Is this um, Pretty Woman? It is Pretty Woman. Have I done Pretty Woman before? <laughs> I think you have. No, really? It's so hard now to think what I've done, what I haven't done. I need to keep a list of things. But I... Oh, I, I don't even I don't know if I've, I've seen that movie from start to finish. I've, really? It would have been maybe a year ago. I watched, I think, 15 minutes of it came on yeah. TV. And I think that was that 15 minutes. That was the minutes, same one. Yeah, <laughs> where she went in before she met the guy. No, Before she, Richard Gere. she met the guy, but she was dressed like a, a prostitute. Okay. Well, yeah. Fair enough. So, it's a good movie. Yeah? I, I think uh, Julie Roberts is a national treasure. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, basically, what you're saying is you're about to lose the midterms because you got caught sending pictures of your cooch, your porn star chef boyfriend. So now it's to your advantage to act on the comet. I haven't I haven't seen this movie. Uh, is it Look Up? Sorry. Is it Look Up or something? Is it? What's that? It's a movie. No. And who's in that movie? Uh, who's in, who's in that movie? Jennifer Lawrence is yeah. in it. Yeah, and it's about the comet coming to. Have him. you seen the movie? Yeah, I have seen it. Yeah. And did you enjoy it? I did enjoy it. Yes. So you have seen the movie. I have. Yes. Is that is that what it is? It's don't look up. Don't look up. That's what it is. Yeah. Zero. Zero. Okay. No. Yeah. No. I'll pay. I'll pay three yeah, quarters okay. of that. That's what it was. Yeah. Okay. You were thinking, oh no. I I just had no idea then, and then I heard comet at the end. I think yeah. is what the. Yeah. the sort of I thought you would get that. Because you actually saw that movie before me. And was Leonardo DiCaprio it. was in that as well? Yeah. Yeah. And <laughs> Timothy Chalamet? Yeah, there's some good scenes in that. Yeah. Some really good scenes. And I thought that one was a good scene that you'd get, but yeah, you yeah. got it in the end. Don't look up. That's just <laughs> All right. Here we go. So who are you? Are you, are you like some special forces guy or something? I'm just a cook. A cook? This would have been a, a, a movie every one of us would have seen as a kid. Any any action hero, any action film fan. It's Bruce Willis. It's not Bruce Willis. <laughs> okay. Can you play that one more time? Sorry. I will play it one more time. Sorry for the listeners who cover up. know it already. Yeah, yelling, yelling at their car speakers. 
So who are you? Are you, you like some special forces guy or something? I'm just a cook. A cook? Just a lowly, lowly cook. Oh my god, we're gonna die. Yeah. Sure. It's Mr. Yeah. July, 1989. What? Oh, Mr. <laughs> yeah, that's that's who that chick is in in the movie anyway. I've definitely seen the movie. Tommy Lee Jones is in it. It's not Independence Day. It's not Independence Day. Because no. you've hit that before. Yes. <sighs> I've seen the movie. I just I'm not even close to guessing it. I just know there's a there's two of them. The second one is set on a train. <laughs> Um, speed or anything like it's that. It's not speed, no. Second one was set on a boat. Second one was on a boat. And cruise ship, yeah. No, you said train. Yeah. This one. Oh, this one's on a train. This one's on a train. Speed 2 was on a cruise ship. Cruise control. Okay, so what is this movie? Under Siege. Never seen it. Never seen it. No. Oh. Is it with Steven Seagal? Steven Seagal, yeah. I have to admit, I've never seen a Steven Seagal movie. Really? No. He was such like, he did some really terrible great action movies do you rate him do you uh, as an actor yeah I'm surprised he hasn't won an Oscar for <laughs> uh, no he's just he, I guess I've seen a lot of his movies as a kid uh, one of my mates best mates when I was growing up we used to watch uh, what was it called Hard to Kill was yeah. just one all the all, watched all the time so yeah alright <laughs> <laughs> right, so I do not have a what would you rather because I knew you would have one I have two cool um, let's do it. Both of them or just one? Let's start. Yeah, let's do both. Let's do both. I'll start with the PG one because I wasn't sure if we are going to do this with Kelly or not. <laughs> Would you rather wake up every day with a new superpower or be a billionaire? Billionaire. Billionaire? Yeah. Because being a billionaire is sort of a superpower anyway. Yeah, like guaranteed money. Yeah. Superpowers. You could have some good ones. You could have some probably pretty crappy ones. Yeah, I guess you'd have... I don't know. You'd wake up every morning and there'd be like a fortune cookie or something yeah. next to you and you crack it open it's like today you've got super strength and you yeah billionaire fuck fuck being superpowers <laughs> i could use my money for evil <laughs> oh we should have asked kelly one yeah yeah i wasn't yeah i wanted to do a pg one i looked at you when we were talking to her in the car and you didn't oh because i didn't have my notes because we're in the car i just grabbed everything <laughs> Alright, I was just waiting for a cop to drive past and just get me for driving on, the, being on my phone, drinking a beer. It's <laughs> like, I would have lost my license on the spot, all for the podcast. Well, I would have dropped you off at the train station. Thanks. Thanks. Uh, Alright, here we go. This is No, I wouldn't have, because it probably wouldn't have. No, yeah, it? then you would have lost your license too. Would you rather only be turned on by pictures of yourself or be turned on by everyday items like chairs or staplers? Did you come up with this one? Yeah. <laughs> Just, you thought about Just this. popped into my head. <laughs> <laughs> Such a weird one. <laughs> you know, you want to like, time to have sex, and you're like, oh, I can't get hard, and then you can pull a picture of yourself out. <laughs> it was so weird, wouldn't it? <laughs> or you go like, oh, where's the stapler? I need to get hard. <laughs> now, that would be weird. You'd be like walking somewhere. Yeah. You're like, oh, that's an attractive sofa. <laughs> Look, look at that construction in progress site. That's awesome. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Stop sign. Oh, <laughs> Don't oh. tell me to stop. <laughs> Probably myself, because then I could... Because then you could sort of control it. Control it. Yeah. yeah. You? 
I mean, I'm already turned on by myself anyway, so... <laughs> Uh, That's such a, <laughs> how you came out of that one? You're either a mastermind or a weirdo. <laughs> There's a fine line between that, I think. This, uh, so yeah, I think. Were you looking at the mirror after being at the gym and thought, I'm, like, yeah, I'm well, so hot. I've got a boner now, so maybe I've got, <laughs> Wait this, a minute. got this disease. Is it, is it the stapler or is it me? I don't know. <laughs> uh, yeah, be turned on by myself. So that means like every time you're doing the sex, You'd have to have like a picture of yourself yeah. on the wall. Be like, yes. Yeah, oh, God, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that would be weird. I think maybe, I don't know, maybe the everyday objects. <laughs> All right. Yeah, yeah just because, like, you know, you can hide a boner. You can. Yeah, so. Especially if you're wearing a belt. <laughs> <laughs> Around your thighs. <laughs> like, yeah, so maybe the everyday items. Yeah. Take, right. you know, get some pleasure out of day-to-day life. That's just a great way to end the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to go jerk off to a picture of myself now. <laughs> right, so that was that was an interesting one. That was a good one. Um, it was a good chat with Kelly, though, once we finally got everything sorted that out. Was a, that was a great chat. Really enjoyed yeah. that. Mm. It went quick. Hopefully they come next year and we can do a podcast with both of them. Yeah, that'd be good. It would be. Cool. All right, so I look forward to... Curious drivings. Next year. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, Ben. No worries. See you next week. See ya. If you die, can I have your car? Sweet. Ah! Oh! Curious ramblings. <laughs>